and again, uh, we want to welcome uh, Praise, Praise Chapel Church here with us. We're so glad you're here. Thank you for, um, for being with us. And I'd like for you to welcome uh, Pastor uh, Ronell McGraw and his wife, Mary. If you guys would just want to, you want to come up here right now? That's great. Thank you. It's good to you can take that microphone right there, Ronell. Thank you. So it's, um, it's so good to see you. Welcome. I'll let you move to this side over here that way. Good. Hi, Mary. Come on. It's good to see you. So um, we, um, man. His church, their church, is like downtown Puyallup, right? Praise Chapel Church. And his dad, when I first moved here, a hundred years ago, <laughs> uh, but when I first moved here, his dad was the pastor of that church. And um, his dad was only one of four pastors in all of Puyallup who would uh, commit to praying every week with me, and there was just two others and we prayed together every week, right? Yeah. And um, man, what a blessing it was to get to know his father. And then, and then his father passed away in uh, 05, yes. 2005. So for about four years, we prayed together, and then he was ill and all, and passed away. And then um, his son, whom I love, <laughs> I get you love him too? Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, and... Uh, his son uh, became the pastor there, and uh, man, we're just, um, and so in this pandemic, good things can happen yeah. in pandemics. Sometimes, sometimes it's a statement of faith, but sometimes, no, it's a statement of fact. So this is the fact statement, and that uh, we, we uh, just started through the pandemic, through the racial issues, the desire for reconciliation for the church to demonstrate a unity right Amen. all across the board that that we begin to pray together so i go to his place along with a few others every thursday a few other leaders pastors and we have been praying every week on thursdays for for what god wants to do in our city amen amen, amen. amen. so hallelujah thank you thank you and i'm humbled that you're willing to be here and I will say that we had, uh, so through the, through the pandemic and all, God blessed us in the tithes and offerings and in funds. And so I want to thank the board of this church because when we talked at the end of 2000, into 2021, that this money is not, this money, God wants to use this money to bless others. And so we just committed after prayer to say, God, who should we just like, partner with in some, uh, some need they have, and it so happens that, man, and really out of that prayer time, all this came together, and here we are today. Here we are. <laughs> so thank you for being here. Praise the Lord. Amen. Exactly what Pastor said, amen, the fellowship and the love between us has grown so strong, and through prayer and sacrificing our time and coming together in love and peace. Uh, we've seen that we have something in common, is that we both love Jesus Christ yeah, with all of our heart and with all of our might. Amen. And we begin to see some of the needs that was going on at Praise Chapel, and he was walking around the building. He started saying, oh, you got to get a new roof. I said, yeah, I'm going to get a new roof, and I'm going to get some plumbing done and do some things around the church. And then he asked me out for coffee. 
I said, well, you know, I'm busy, but I'll go have some coffee with you. <laughs> and, you know, and he sit down, and he says, well, I want to do something for you, brother, but I don't want to be disrespectful. I said, well, what do you mean by that? He said, I don't want to seem like this great white church coming to save a few black folks. I says, well, I don't look at it like that. I think that we're brothers and friends. He says, well, we want to help you with your roof. I began to cry like a baby. I couldn't believe it that he wanted to help us with the roof that we was trying to repair because it cost $70,000. And I was going to go get a second loan to get that done because the roof needed to be done. And as you drive past our facility, uh, you see all the roofs getting done. Yeah. And we praise God for that. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> praise God for that. And we have a small little plaque here that myself and our church like to present to you all. And some of the members are here with me. And if Praise Chapel would stand up with me on today, we'd just like to say to the Puyallup Nazarene Church, thank you, Praise Chapel, for coming. Uh, Praise Chapel Coach is taking this opportunity to thank you for going above and beyond. We truly appreciate your contribution and your partnership with us in this July 2021 when it first presented to us. Yeah. So we thank you for the fellowship, and we thank you for coming together because we believe that God is doing something. And I always says, God, whatever you're doing, don't do it without me. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be part of your plan. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Right. Amen. So this... Um, yeah, hallelujah. So this represents, this is just like a, a symbol, it's a story, it's a picture of what Jesus does. And uh, it's like only the beginning. And I kind of want to echo what he says, God, whatever you're doing, don't leave me out, right? <laughs> Amen. Do you have anything you want to say? Do you want to say something? I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. What comes from the heart touches the heart. Amen. And it touched me and my husband's heart deeply. And when something like this happened, it truly increases your faith. Amen. 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 And we serve an awesome God. Yeah. Amen. Don't leave yeah. me by myself. We serve an awesome God. And I thank you. And I love you, my brothers and sisters. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Oh, yeah. Well, um, so we get to do this. We get to uh, share together in the message today. So we got around like, uh, you know, 30 minutes or so. So, you know, that's going to take a miracle for two pastors to do that. But but anyway, we we have, um, like, we we really have, um, we have this word that we feel like uh, God has given to us out. And it's so interesting because the word that he's first going to read is uh, really, you don't even know this, but it was the, it was the scripture that, the, uh, that, the, that the, the doctor dentist, a missionary, uh, born in Hong Kong and missionary in Papua New Guinea, it's the very scripture that she ended with last week. Wow. And so he didn't know that. And so this was all just chosen as God led us. And so... We're gonna we're gonna build on that. Now, before we get in there, I told him that I I have a a man I used to learn from by the name of Anthony Campola. Learned some things from him, and and he he was a white guy, and he would go to a black church that was he just worshipped at a black church, and he said the thing that happened 
at the, at the church was that, that whenever the preacher was doing well, they would say, preach it. And whenever the preacher was in the woods, they would say, help him, Jesus. <laughs> All right? So when, like, he's, when, he's, when he's doing it, you just say, preach it. And when I'm needing help, you just say, help him, Jesus. Okay? <laughs> so we'll do, it. we'll do it that way. All right? It's good. Hey, you want to pray over us before we yes. start the word? Let's bow our heads. Father God, once again, we praise you. We magnify your name. We thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We allow us to come together as one church on this day. We praise you, O oh God, for your divine presence that is even with us now. We pray, God, that this word would touch someone's heart, that it will help them throughout the week. And God, we will not take praise from you because all the praise belongs to you. So now, God, bless this word. In Jesus' name we do pray. Let us all say amen. 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 So the first word, uh, Ronnell, you just go to read it. I'll read the second word, and then we'll just uh, launch into the teaching. Okay. I'm going to be reading out of the book of Ephesians, the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 6. And it says, I therefore, the prison of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called with all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Amen. Amen. And let's go to Galatians, okay? And I wonder if Galatians, would you just read it with me? Let's just say it all together, ready? But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other. God's Word. Amen. Amen. So we begin with this, right? Right. Walk worthy. Like, what, what do we think? So we're going to talk to each other, and we'll talk to you, okay? If you don't mind, I'm going to have a seat. Okay, let's do it. Let's have a seat. All right. All right, my friend, you know, we talk about this all the time and saying that both of us is called to walk worthy of God's calling. And we yeah. have this agreement that walking in God's agreement is to please God each and every day, no matter where we're at, at work, on our play, at school, uh, where we're fellow believers, at church, even at home, with neighbors and families and friends. But so often that we don't realize the importance of that call of walking worthy of the profession that God has called us in. Now, me and you laugh about it, but we can't run from being preachers. Yeah. That's so true. we call to preach. We have to be worthy to walk in this each and every day that we That's wake right. up. Yeah. Every yeah. day. Every day. No matter what we go through. Right. And not just for us. Then we begin to look at this deeper. Not just us, but the congregation. Yeah. How do they walk when they go to work? How do they walk and live when they're at play or with their friends or even with, you know, just taking a walk down the street? Are you throwing rocks at the cars? Yeah, right. Are you yelling right. and screaming? Yeah. 
Our life has to shine with God in us. It does. How do you walk in social media? How do you walk, uh, you know, in the way that you talk about people when only a few are listening? How is your life in private? How is it in public? So walk worthy of the calling, right? So like there's a calling. So it's not just like you're called and I'm called. We have this vocation, but, but we all have this vocation, right, to follow after Christ and to represent him, right? You know, it's what a great responsibility to understand that we have to be a worthy vessel. Right. And we both agree that God cannot dwell in an unclean temple. Right. So each and every day we got to ask, say, Lord, kill my flesh. My <laughs> well, biggest enemy wait, is wait, me. Wait, wait, wait. Kill my flesh? Kill my flesh. Can't I just work up some sort of an agreement with the flesh? Like, could you just please behave here a little bit while I go to church? You know, that's funny, but sometimes we do talk that way. We do. You know, no. people only see how we live at church because they don't follow us to our house. Right. So we fool the church people, but we never fool God. No. We and we got to understand that God is omnipresent. Right. He's omnipotent. And he knows all. He so really, we are fooling ourselves. Because mm -hmm. John says, if he says that you have no sin, you tell not the truth. Right. And the truth is not in you, and you are a liar. So you're lying to yourself. Right. So I had to come to the point, Pastor, stop lying to yourself, man. Right. Yeah. You got to live right outside of the time that you're preaching God's word. Mm -hmm. Even when I'm at home with my family, even when I'm going down the street, I got to live a life of salvation. That's right. A life that is demonstrating that we have received the grace of God, that God has broken through into our lives and walk consistently with that. And so that kind of brings up the point that it's so easy for us to think that we can compartmentalize our lives, that yeah. we can say, well, I got my church life, I got my work life, I got my leisure life, I got my life with my friends over here, and we kind of can live however we want. But really before Jesus, we like have this one life. Yeah. We have one heart. And so when I let impurity into my life in some area over here, yes. it affects other areas over here, even if I think it doesn't. It affects our total being. So we got to understand, once a person believes in Jesus Christ and becomes a member of God's people and God's church, we must, he that to walk worthy of God's great calling brings honor to the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. What honor it is when we represent him in the proper way. Yeah. It's just beautiful. I mean, it says how good and pleasant it is when brothers and sisters dwell together in unity, when we honor him, when we walk in, in, in purity, which only comes by walking in openness and confession and the cleansing of sin and forgiveness, right? When it just honors him so much. It's like, like Jesus paid the price for that, and when we honor him in that, he just like, it's just what he intended for us, right? So what you're telling me is until I get myself right, until I get myself together, there's no way that me and you could walk in unity. That's exactly what we're saying. It can't happen. Like John says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with each other. So like this, if you're walking in God's light, in obedience, yeah. faithfulness, letting, letting Jesus shape your life according to the gospel, and I'm not, but like I'm professing it, yeah. I got the words on my list, but I don't have the reality in my heart, then no matter what it kind of looks like on the outside, there's no true fellowship between us. But if you walk in the light 
and I walk in the light, then we share the common life of Christ between us. True fellowship. That's why it's so imperative to endeavor to keep the bond of unity amongst us. Right. And when we do that, you know, you think about this brotherhood that me and you has formed. The purpose of walking worthy is onefold unity. Yeah. Believers are to walk at keeping the peace so that they can stay bond together in the unity of God's spirit. Jesus Christ has broken down all walls and barriers existing between men. Everyone can now be saved, all nationalities, all people, all languages, white, red, poor, rich, black, yellow. Every person is precious in Jesus' sight. <laughs> and he's broken down the barriers. You said that. Isn't that, like, amazing? Yeah. Because there are barriers that come up. There are, there are cultural barriers. There are yeah. suspicions, right? Yeah. There's historical barriers. There's, uh, there's, kinda, there's even um, attitudes kind of floating around the culture that are infecting us. And as believers, we are called just to live on a different pathway because of what Jesus has done for us. You're right. So I think one of the points that we're looking at, when a person comes to Christ in such a spirit, the spirit of God enters his life and binds the person to all other believers. Right. You can't break loose from me. Don't try to run. No. We're bind together. That's we're, true. We're, we're together now. <laughs> yeah. There's a great spiritual bond of peace. Amen. Amen. Yeah. When the spirit of God is between all believers. Right. All divisionist differences, prejudice are set aside, and the spirit of love and peace and unity exists within the church. Yeah, within the church, which is his body. So Christ died to destroy the dividing walls of hostility. I can't get away from you. You can't get away from me because of Christ. If you're confessing Christ, and I am, yeah. he is not pushing us apart. He is drawing us together by his powerful sacrifice and by his resurrection you're so right but guess what we know this to be true we laugh about it all the time too often believers allow self and the old life to re-enter the picture their old prejudice their old differences their hurts their jealousies their pride their complaints their criticism their gripes and dislikes and i don't like you because you don't look like me you don't worship like me you don't praise like me. But we forget that the Bible says, for God so loved the world. Right. Whosoever believing in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Right. And what did I tell you? Amen. I'm one of the whosoever people. Yeah, I'm a whosoever. <laughs> You're a whosoever, right? You're a whosoever. <laughs> we get included. So here's the deal, Ronell. Why do I think that I have the right to exclude someone that Jesus has included. You know, I, I, I laugh at that. I always tell people, who do you think you are? You have no heaven or a hell to put me in. You have no right to exclude me from heaven. Right. Because he That's died right. for all of us. Amen. And we have to learn how to get along down here. Yep. Because if we can't love us, each other down here, how can you love? There's not a black heaven or a white heaven, nope. or a Nazarene heaven, or a praise chapel heaven. <laughs> I, say, I say it's very fortunate heaven is not that small, right? <laughs> right. You know, once uh, Dallas Willard, a, a, a 
great follower of Christ who wrote a lot of things. He was asked the question, he was asked the question, who is heaven for? And he said, heaven will be for anybody who can stand it. Yes. In other words, if you can't stand people that are different from you down here, woo, heaven is going to be miserable for you. <laughs> right? Because all gathered around the throne are people from every tribe and language. Everyone. Amen. Everyone. You know, uh, think of the scripture of Colossians, First uh, Corinthians actually, 1 and 10. It says, now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, and that there be no division among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. My brother, we have to talk the same thing. We've got to. God is love. That's right. God is peace. And it has to start with us. Yeah. Because then the congregation would say, hey, Pastor Dave and Pastor Ronell get along. They love each other. They even have coffee. They go out to lunch. Yeah, we went to Red Robin, and his favorite meal wasn't there. He had to settle for a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> but we did. But we did it. So if we could come together, why can't other brothers and sisters come together? And Jesus, Jesus prayed for this. Yeah. Now, here's the, here's the thing about this coming together, Ronell. We can't just, like, believe it. And just talk about it, we like have to do it. Yes. Like it has to be visible. Yes. Visible. Yes. Jesus prayed, John 17. He said, You know, we love this prayer, right? Amen. In fact, the unity of pastors in our city is centered around John 17, this right. prayer of Jesus. I pray, Lord, that you, all those who would believe in me through their teaching, through, through the disciples, that would include you and me now, all that who would believe in them, I pray that they would be one. As you, Father, and I are one, so that the world will believe that you sent me Amen. to earth. Amen. Wow. So it's got to be, like, visible. Like, we can't just, like, have it as a theory or an ideal or, yeah, I know that's what God's word says, but it's very inconvenient and it's very hard and uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> We've got actually do it you know like you said love is the action word it is i could tell you every day pastor dave i love you but if i never show you you will never believe me right. so we have to continue to i won't say force right. but make a commitment right that we'll spend time with each other make a commitment that we'll fellowship with each other to continue that unity right and i tease so. these guys all the time they come to the prayer and I asked the question. I said, oh, I'm so glad to see you guys here. I said, but guess what? I want to know. See, pull out your phone. They said, what do you mean, Pastor? Pull out your phone. I want to see how many black guys you got in your phone book. I got two. <laughs> and I said, I got three white guys. <laughs> I got to do better. <laughs> it means that my friendship with people, my circle has to get a little bit broader, right. not just looking right. like me. Yep. And That's if true. I could broaden my friendship, I could broaden the kingdom of God because we're one church Amen. and we worship one God. Amen. Amen. That's so, that's so true. I mean, it's, it's, it's so practical. It's real relationships, right? Not trying to fix people, not trying to solve all the no. problems, just l l sharing the story, story of Christ, but each other's stories, walking through, walking through stuff. This is what Jesus has, has given to us. You know, Ronella says, 
like maintain, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. And I, we know that this unity, like it is a gift from Jesus. Like I, I didn't create this unity. Jesus gifted us this unity by his death on the cross, right? So he handed me a gift. Like now I am and you are, we're to take care of this gift. Yes. Like, like, and he paid for it with his blood. So that makes it like high-priced, right? High-priced gifts. So we're to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. That means we like have to pay attention to it, right? We have to like, we have to nurture it. Right. Like I can't say, I mean, I'm busy. You're busy. But I cannot say, I have no time for this. No, I, I have time for this. I make time for this because this is a gift from God to us. Not, not because we agree with everything, not because we look alike, not because we, we ha have all same understanding, but because Christ has united us, and that makes it a valuable gift. You know, there's something that you fight for, right? You fight for it. You just don't release it and give up. Right. You know, and I was giving my testimony, and when we first came to Puyallup, too many people didn't want us there. We was in the city, brand new church. My father started the ministry, and we came down here. And I told you in 1998. Right. And people wasn't too friendly, but my dad would say, we're going to stay here, we're going to follow peace, and we're just going to love. And we're going to love until they fall back and fall in love with us. So then he passed away, and I said, well, man, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I should uproot this church and go to a whole other city to look like me. I said, no, God said, stay. Follow peace with all men without no one can see me. So no matter how many times people would criticize me or not fellowship with me or try to discourage me, I was determined to follow peace. You know, I came to church one Sunday, and all the windows were busted out. I said, why is all these windows busted? I don't bother nobody. But I did not go out there throwing rocks at people. We fixed the windows. Me and some of the brothers from the church got together and fixed the windows. And we came together, and I said, guess what? We're going to stay here. We're going to do it in love. We're going to do it in peace. And God is going to draw people to the church if we just follow peace yeah. with everybody. Amen. And That's because right. of that, the prayer started with us. Because of that, we have unity. Because of that, I'm sitting here now fellowshipping with you. Yeah. If I would have ran and got angry and let the flesh rise, this fellowship would never happen. Wow. So I thank God for his word when he says that you have to love your neighbor. Yeah. And you're my neighbor. Yeah. And love, Amen. your neighbor is actually doing it in deed and in service and yeah. taking the time just to listen or to hear or to pray or to have compassion and empathy for other people. Yeah. And that's what you've done for me. Hmm. And I appreciate that. Well, you've been a witness, right, to us. Because I guarantee you there are a lot of people, some within Puyallup and even in here, that didn't know that story about your church. And about the windows. And about your decision to follow peace with all men. And to love your enemies. You know, so it takes effort. And you have to put your flesh to death. Yes. And if we break fellowship, and can you imagine? Now just, let's imagine we break fellowship. Let's say you say something to me that I don't like. Or you have an opinion that I don't like. Yeah. And we, we walk away. We separate. I go, I'm, I'm not talking to you anymore. And then let's say we appear before Jesus. Mm. And Jesus has a question. And he says, give me the reason 
that you broke fellowship. I guarantee you, none of my reasons would feel adequate. Standing before him who gave with his blood to create a unity so that we could maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace in one body, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of us all who is over all, through all, and in all. You know, Pastor Dave, you're so true. And I hate to get there. And he says, you workers of iniquity. I know you're not. You workers of iniquity. Yeah, you worked division when I was working peace. peace. You worked hatred when I was working when I was working love. You, you worked indifference when, when I was pursuing everybody with my grace. Yes. Yeah. But I, would say, but I was at church every Sunday. I'm a preacher. I preached your word, God. I, I had a position. Yeah. I, I helped people. I was concerned. I was better than most people I know. I have good morals, God. I have good morals. I have good morals. And I believe right things. But he and says. I, and and I'm, I'm with the right political party. <laughs> I never knew you. You work it over nicotine. You're making me feel uncomfortable right now. Right now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I mean, and it's not that he wants to do that. It's that we have positioned ourselves in opposition to him. So when Jesus said to Peter, get behind me, yeah. Satan, yeah. Whew, <laughs> it's because Peter was out of position. Mm. He was in front of Jesus telling Jesus what to do. And Jesus said, no, I called you to follow me. So you're in front of me, facing me, confronting me. You're not behind me, following me. So get behind me. Stop playing the role of the adversary mm -hmm. and get behind me. And let's go do what my mission is to do. You know, that reminds me, you know, we was talking about this on yesterday. And I, and, and I said, Dave, you know, it says take up your cross daily yeah. and follow me. I said, but he already has been to the cross for our sins, but now i got to take up my own cross daily and begin to follow him. All of my hang-ups, all of my hurts, my disappointments, my sin, my shame, and begin to bear it and begin to follow him. Yeah. That's not an easy task yeah. to do, but if we're going to follow him, we can't be like you said, Peter, and begin to try to lead Jesus. We have to continue to follow him. It's true. Yeah, absolutely. And isn't it? I mean, we're strange creatures, right? Because we have a hard time giving up the things that are hurting us. Yeah. We have a hard time giving up the things that are barriers to God's abundant love and grace flowing into our lives. We, we want to hang on to this, right? We, you know, there's, there's this... Uh, there's this passage in the Old Testament, like I almost hate to even talk about this because it's so graphic, right? But, but God says in, in uh, Isaiah 30 that um, when, when I finally come to you, then you're going to take your, your, your idols wrapped in gold and wrapped in silver, and, and finally you're going to take these things and you're going you're to throw them away and you're going to say, away with you and Pardon me, everybody, but you're going to throw them away, he says, like you would an old minstrel cloth. In other words, 
you're going to like, you, it's, it's like an idol of, of silver and gold, and you think it's beautiful, but when you see it the way I see it, it's like an old minstrel cloth, and you're going to throw it away and say, away from me. And, you know, finally when we see what we're hanging on to that is so, like, impure that we would, we, when we see it, we will go, oh, God, I don't want anything to do with this old self, this old, this old you know, impurity of attitude, of heart, that defeats my love. I just want to get rid of anything that's a barrier between you and me so that your love can flow through me. Isn't it just wonderful to know that God makes us all new creatures? <laughs> that's our Jesus. salvation, man. You know, God gives us a new birth. God gives us a new direction. He gives us a divine nature. God puts his spirit in us. He just changes us. He does. Our conversation changes. Our attitude changes, our outlook changes. When you've truly been born again, born again, what do you mean born again? You have to be born again in order to be transformed right. to this new creature. Right. And I said, Lord, I said all the time, I said, Lord, save me again. <laughs> Lord, I need you the more. Yeah. I need your help. I need you. I need to decrease for you to increase. I need your help because I know me. I know I could get weak. I know I could fall. Right. And I'm always reassuring myself that I'm nothing without him. That's right. That way I don't think I'm above him. Oh, man. I can't live without him. I can't move without him. I can't speak without him. Right. I can't no, make no decisions without him. Mm -hmm. That's why the word always reminds us that we have to trust in the Lord with all of our heart. Right. And to lean not to our own understanding. And all our ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct our paths. So constantly, I have to stay humble to realize it's bigger than me. Winning souls is bigger than you. Can't do it. Can't do it without him. You know, as we get ready to move toward communion, it just important to understand that that Jesus did this for us and that we're we're going to take what he did like he divided go back to what you said at the beginning he he killed the hostility he 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 died on the cross he killed the hostility he brought down the dividing walls he made the two one he made the two whatever two it is you and me you us and them Whoever your us is and your them is, whoever it is, he makes the two one, right? By his blood. Yes. And as we share together in the sacrament of communion this morning, we're like, it's a sacred thing. Like we're holding in our hands, sign and symbol of the poured out blood of Jesus Christ for us, of the body that was broken for us in this bread. And when we take it and we consume it, we're, we're saying, I need what you did for me, and I'm willing to follow you for what you did for me. Amen? Amen. You know, I, I prayed. Uh, I, I just have to, if I can get this open, I'll, I'll share with you this. Uh, but I had this, uh, I had this prayer that I, I prayed this week. I, I wrote it in my journal, and I, I said, God, Father, I ask for wisdom that comes from you 
I ask for your love to flow through me unhindered so that the fear, anger, and hatred in others would be disarmed and revealed as futile. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Be in me, though you're not the same as me. Show yourself through me, and may my life be transparent to your real presence within me. And so my heart was this. Instead of being complicit with the division by my lovelessness or by attitudes, that I would instead, the Spirit of God would live in us in such a way that when people meet us, what is divisive, threatening, fearful, loveless in them would be disarmed. Because love is more powerful than hatred. Light is more powerful than darkness. His life is more powerful than death. Amen? Amen. Amen. All brought to us by the Lord Jesus. Amen. You know, I really enjoy this fellowship and this time to come together as one church and being here on today because this shows the love of God. It does. It shows unity. Yeah. And it shows that we're endeavoring to keep the bond of unity among us and among everybody else that's here with us today. So I praise God for you. I praise God for you, brother. I'm really thankful that you didn't leave uh, Puyallup, right? I'm so thankful you didn't leave Puyallup. Stay right here.